the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. On AM 1420, The Answer. Yes, indeed it is, and thank you so much for joining us. It's under the underway at 8 minutes after the hour of 9 o'clock on this Wednesday. Still feels kind of like a Tuesday, but it is a Wednesday, the fourth morning of the ninth month of the year of our Lord, 2019. We are loaded today. Coming up in about, uh, we'll call it 12 minutes at 9.20, you're going to hear from Ohio's 4th Congressional District Representative, Congressman Jim Jordan. He and I are going to discuss guns, background checks, red flag laws, and the most recent mass shooting in America in Midland and Odessa, Texas. We are also going to discuss the deep state, because we are finding out more and more and more, and the noose may indeed be tightening around the neck, proverbially, proverbially, of course, of the likes of James Comey, the former FBI director, and perhaps even higher-ranking members of the Obama administration. Congressman Jim Jordan uh, is going to be joining us to discuss this. Along, he, along with uh, Mark Meadows, uh, two very well-known Freedom Caucus conservatives. They're the ones, in fact, who founded <clears throat> the Freedom Caucus. Uh, sent a letter to Democratic chairman of the Oversight Committee, of which uh, uh, Jordan is the ranking member, demanding that they convene a hearing with Inspector General Michael Horowitz as soon as possible to be appearing as a witness to examine the report about Comey's misconduct. So there's a very, very uh, important story uh, to be heard there. Uh, Also coming up, next hour, top of the hour, about one hour from now, Bill O'Reilly. You remember Bill O'Reilly? Yeah, well, I hope you still hear him because he's featured uh, here on AM 1420, The Answer. He also has a new uh, uh, program 
on Newsmax Television, and of course, he is known for his decades of work on the O'Reilly Factor on Fox News. Uh, Bill O'Reilly will join us to talk about many of these same situations, guns, and of course, the plot to take down Donald Trump's presidency before the presidency ever began. Also next hour, Diane Stover is going to be joining us. She is the president of Ohio Value Voters. She is also going to be the next speaker uh, at Act for America's meeting uh, coming up next week. So we're going to talk to those three individuals, Jim Jordan, Bill O'Reilly, and Diane Stover, all all conversations are going to be must hear. At least that is my estimation of the situation. Need to talk about guns in America. Uh, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell is frequently the target of some of the left's anger and ire on the refusal to pass some new compre- comprehensive background checks on guns. Uh, failure, uh, his failure to take up a vote on that, failure to take up a vote on red flag laws, etc. And uh, Mitch McConnell has just been targeted. He's been in their crosshairs again, proverbially. Uh, and now it looks like he says he's ready to listen, and he's ready to perhaps take up a vote in the Senate on more strict gun control measures on one important condition. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell vowing to bring up gun control in the Senate, but he tells radio host Hugh Hewitt only if President Trump backs it. So that we knew we would actually be making a law and not just having uh, serial uh, votes. I'd be happy to put it on the floor. The House has already passed a bill to beef up background checks, and Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer says, quote, it's time to lead on the issue and put the House passed a background checks bill on the Senate floor for debate and a vote. Meanwhile, McConnell says he expects an answer from the White House next week. So uh, he says he'll do it as long as, as he said, we're going to get, you know, the approval of the president. If he's just going to veto whatever comes across our uh, comes across uh, the Senate from the House to the Senate, then what's the purpose of taking that up? That is just one tiny, small scratch of the surface of the number of gun stories and gun rights stories that we need to discuss this morning. I want to. I want to, first of all, Dana Lash, a former spokesperson for the NRA, is doing some phenomenal work in trying to expose the hypocrisy of the left when it comes to gun control. The mayor of the city of Chicago um, is, is, is just out there. She is absolutely out there. Her name is Lori Lightfoot. She is a far-left, almost borderline socialist mayor of Chicago. And she didn't like the fact that Ted Cruz, Senator Ted Cruz, like myself and many other conservative Second Amendment supporters, pointed out that there are more mass shootings in Chicago than there are in the rest of the civilized world combined. Because there's a new mass shooting every single weekend. It's just that there are multiple shooters instead of one. But literally, this past Labor Day weekend, at the same time that the shooting in Midland, Odessa, Texas, took five lives and injured 20 or so more, In Chicago, there were 41 people shot with seven fatalities. The only difference is there were multiple shooters using multiple guns instead of one shooter using one gun. And we talk, how can that be? Chicago is one of the strictest gun control cities in America. And Ted Cruz correctly pointed that out. He said gun control doesn't work on Twitter. Look at Chicago. Disarming law-abiding citizens isn't the answer. Stopping violent criminals, prosecuting and getting them off the streets before they commit more violent crimes is the most effective way to reduce murder rates. Let's protect our citizens. Mayor Lori Lightfoot, lightweight mayor of Chicago, didn't like that and took to Twitter to blame Republicans for Chicago's problems. Quote, 
60% of illegal firearms recovered in Chicago come from outside Illinois, mostly from states dominated by coward Republicans like you, she said, who refuse to enact common-sense gun legislation. This woman wouldn't be able to spell common sense if you gave her spell check. Keep, your, uh, keep our name out of your mouth, she said on Twitter. The city of Chicago hasn't elected a Republican mayor in nearly seven decades. Seventy years. I want you to think about that. They have not elected a Republican mayor in seven, nearly 70 years. And yet somehow this Democrat-controlled city, which is the poster child for murder and shootings and violent crime in America, somehow this city that hasn't elected a Republican in 70 years found a way to blame Republicans for their problems. (laughs) I want you to ponder that for just a moment. But she's not the only... um, I, I don't even know what to call her. Halfwit, uh, you know, I don't mean to name call, but I mean, truly, uh, truly, she's not the only liberal Democrat who doesn't understand anything about crime, about guns, and about the, the connection between the two. Nor does she understand the general purposes and the general intent of our founders when they gave us the Second Amendment to the Constitution. As in, And by the way, how important was it? It was the second in the Bill of Rights. For goodness sakes, it was the second uh, amendment offered in the Bill of Rights. It was pretty important to them. She understands none of it, but she is not, of course, the only one. I want to share a little story with you now. Um, This one will involve... Oh, I mentioned Dana Lash, because Dana Lash took these people apart with their... um, uh, oh, coming up, it's 916. You know what? I was going to go all the way to 920 with my commentary on this, but I, as I mentioned a moment ago, Congressman Jim Jordan is coming up at 920. I'm going to go back to the Dana Lash story. I'm going to share with you the story of a survivor who would not have survived the violent acts committed against her if Beto O'Rourke and the other wild, loony leftists who are running for president had their way and forced buybacks of those guns. I'll share her story coming up after 9.30, but we do want to clear the decks now because Congressman Jim Jordan is coming up on AM 1420, The Answer. WHKRadio.com is where to find the Bob France Authority podcast. All right, 921. Now the Bob France Authority continues, as promised, joined by Ohio's 4th Congressional District Representative, my congressman, Congressman Jim Jordan. Uh, Congressman, good morning, sir. How are you? I'm doing fine, Bob. Good to be with you today. Good to talk to you, too, sir. Uh, I want to get into guns, and I want to talk about uh, the left's hysterical reaction once again to the most recent uh, shooting situation in Texas. But before we do that, uh, since you and I last talked, uh, we we heard a little bit more about the Jim Comey situation. We found out that he violated violated FBI policies, protocols, and rules, but is not going to be prosecuted, at least as of right now, based on what we have gotten from the narrow report from the Inspector General about James Comey. But I understand that you and Congressman Meadows, co-founders of the Freedom Caucus, you want to hear from Inspector General Horowitz. Tell us why. Yeah. Well, no, the, the Oversight Committee is the committee that has jurisdiction over all the Inspector Generals in every single federal agency. Every time there is a major report done by an Inspector General, they are brought back in front of the Oversight Committee, and in this case, I think the Judiciary Committee as well. It's mm-hmm. happened every single time. 
So we want to make sure it happens this time, especially with this report, which is so damaging uh, and, and, and condemns Comey in, in so many ways. We think it's important that the Inspector General, Mr. Horowitz, come in and answer our questions. Um, and frankly, I wouldn't mind Comey coming back again. I don't think the Democrats will do that. But we certainly need to have Mr. Uh, Mr. Horowitz in front of the Oversight Committee, and I would also argue the Judiciary Committee. Will, uh, do you think uh, um, uh, uh, <laughs> Chairman Cummings, I kept forgetting his, uh, his title, Chairman Cummings will, uh, will adhere? I don't know. Um, my guess is probably not, but uh, we'll see. I hope they do. I mean, I think it's, it's appropriate. I think the American people would like to, like to find out exactly how Mr. Horowitz uh, conducted his investigation and answer some of the questions we have in his, his report. I think, again, he did good work. He always does good work. But it's important that he – remember, it was a year and a half ago after he did the, the, uh, his report on Andy McCabe and, and on how the FBI and the Justice Department handled the Clinton investigation. He came in front of the committee. It was a joint hearing between Judiciary and Oversight and answered our questions. I think, I think the same thing uh, is warranted this time. I don't disagree at all. Um, I'm, I'm trying to figure out when it is that we're going to start seeing people pay the price for their uh, for yeah. their violations. You know, Andy McCabe has not been prosecuted. Uh, what do you think of Attorney General Barr deciding that despite this 83 pages of damaging, uh, re- you know, mm-hmm. of a report against James Comey, uh, Attorney General Barr saying, okay, that's it, we got the report, and uh, that's it. We're not going to do anything about it. Well, uh, there are a couple takeaways, at least for me. Uh, the first is I, I trust the attorney general. I think he has handled himself in the professional, responsible way you want an re- attorney general to, to, to conduct their, uh, their, their business. Um, his investigation that Mr. Durham is leading is ongoing. We'll see that report when it comes out. But remember, there are two more reports before there's any type of final decision. There's the second inspector general report, Mr. Horowitz, we think will deliver later this month, maybe early next month. And then there's the report that and the investigation that Mr. Durham is conducting at the request of the Attorney General. So let's see what those two things, uh, those two investigations and reports uh, show us, and then we can then we can make a better decision. But I, I have the utmost confidence in, uh, in in Attorney General Bill Barr. The the parallels are are amazing to me between the Clinton investigation and this investigation. James Comey stood before the American people for 15 minutes and detailed all of Hillary Clinton's crimes and then said, by the way, we're not prosecuting her for all of these crimes I just told you about. Now here's the Inspector General's uh, report on Comey detailing all of his crimes and then here comes Bill Barr saying, by the way, we're not going to prosecute on those crimes. I don't understand yeah. what what point, you know, this is one of those things where justice for for the, the common folk uh, is not the same as justice for the politically connected no. or the politically elected. No, I, look, I get it, and, and I think I've talked to you before. It's the question I probably get most often when I'm out and about it is the simple question, when somebody going to jail? Because yeah. the American people rightly understand what you just stated, Bob, and that is right now there are two standards, one, one set of rules for, for you and I, and that's regular folk, and a different set if you're part of the connected class in Washington. And it seems like the real divide is if you're associated with the president, you get all kinds of things thrown at you. You get all kinds of prosecutions and indictments, but if you're, if you're not – uh, if you're associated with uh, the establishment, the swamp, or, or the Clinton administration, uh, or, or the Clinton, uh, Clinton, or the Obama administration, nothing happens to you, and and that drives Americans crazy as well. I mean, think about Michael Flynn. Anyone who made a false statement to the FBI got charged, but the key guy we pointed this out in the Mueller uh, hearing, the key guy Joseph Nifsid, who starts the whole darn thing to put the country through this three-year ordeal, he lied three times to the FBI, and nothing happens to him. So that, that is the part that drives people crazy. But I'm willing to wait because I have so much confidence in the Attorney General. I'm willing to wait until the next two investigations are complete, and we, we, we see what those have to say. 
real quick following up on that. Um, it, it was Misfit only able to be charged by Mueller in the, as a special counselor, or could the attorney general look and, uh, look at the report and say, okay, they, remember, uh, no, uh, Bob Mueller served at our pleasure, at the de- pleasure of the Department yes. of Justice and yes. the attorney general. Yes. So if we found something in his report and we, we think something is actionable, something somebody can be charged, can Bob Barr, or, uh, Bill Barr do that right now? Yes, he could, and, and I, I think he will be, he'll be looking at that as well as a host of other things in, uh, in, in the investigation that is happening now. Also, remember, when the FBI interviewed Misfit, it was actually prior to the naming of the special counsel. It was in February of 2017. The special counsel wasn't named until March 17, 2017, just like when they interviewed Michael Flynn before the special counsel, and they charged Flynn for, for lying to the FBI, even though the people who the FBI agents who interviewed Flynn didn't think he was being dishonest. I mean, this is, the, this is the stuff that drives Americans crazy. When you think about this report, though, about what Horowitz showed us last week, the one key takeaway, in my opinion, is Jim Comey's responsible for it all. Jim Comey's the guy who decided they were going to investigate uh, the Trump-Russia uh, uh, false collusion narrative clear back in July of 2016. Jim Comey's the guy who put Peter Strzok in charge of it, the same guy who ran the Clinton investigation. Jim Comey's the guy who allowed them to use the dossier to go to a secret court to get a warrant to spy on Carter Page. And Jim Comey's the guy who leaked his memos through his buddy to the New York Times for the, ex- for the express purpose of getting a special counsel, which in fact happened. So Jim Comey is responsible for the three-year ordeal that our country had to go through that was ridiculous. It's all at Jim Comey's feet. And what does he have the nerve to say the day that this report comes out? Oh, you guys owe me an apology? I'm like, are you kidding me? The arrogance of these people. Yeah, it is It is exactly that. It is arrogance. We're talking to Congressman Jim Jordan. I want to get into the uh, gun situation now. Once again, another tragic shooting this past weekend in Odessa uh, in Midland, Texas. Uh, Congressman, you know, Beto O'Rourke immediately, we will buy back guns. It'll be a forced mandatory buyback. Let's reenact or bring back the uh, Clinton-era uh, Clinton uh, assault weapons ban that um, uh, was in effect for 10 years that did nothing to decrease shootings and gun violence in America. They are calling for all kinds of radical ideas. Joe Biden said no more magazines that can hold more than one round. Well, there's no such thing as a magazine that can hold uh, that only holds one yeah. round. I think he's referring back to the days of his childhood when they were using muskets. I'm not saying he's old, yeah. but uh, Congressman, every radical suggestion by these people is a violation and an affront to the Second Amendment. It is, and it, and it, and it won't, just as importantly, it won't solve the problem. Bad people are going to do bad things if that's what if, – if, if evil people are determined to do these kind of evil acts, they're going to find a way to do it. They're going to break the law. In fact, the guy who got the gun, I think, in this most recent shooting in Texas, in Odessa, Texas, he got the gun in an illegal way after he failed a background check. So I, I always tell people, remember, bad people aren't, aren't necessarily stupid. They'll figure out a way to get around the law, unfortunately. Of course. They're just bad, and they're going to do bad things. And what you end up doing is not stopping the problem and, as you point out, infringing on people's constitutional liberties. Um, with respect to the way he purchased his gun, he tried to purchase it legally and did not pass yep. the background check because of, of, right. of uh, situations in his past, which is exactly how it's supposed to, be, to work. But then he went and bought it from a private dealer illegally. He knows he's not allowed to have one. But, unfortunately, in the way the situation works, those private sales do not require said background checks. This is what the gun grabbers want to do now. How do you, how do we respond to that, saying, look... Yeah. Well, my understanding is the, 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 the gun dealer, um, mm-hmm. he violated the law, too, by selling it to this guy. Exactly. So he, these people already broke the law. So what do you, what do you want? You, you, another law that they're going to break, that'll, that, that, that uh, they'll get around uh, because, again, they're an evil person wanting to do evil things. 
another law that's going to in, infringe on the, the liberties of law-abiding citizens and the constitutional uh, rights of law-abiding Americans. So that is the fundamental problem here. And then you think about the additional things the Democrats are talking about. We were supposed to be in committee today, in the Judiciary Committee, passing four pieces of legislation. Two of them dealt with red flag law. And this red flag law concept, exact, it, it inverts the fundamental standard that, has, that is a key to this country, and that is you are innocent until proven guilty. Red flag laws say you are guilty until proven innocent, and you have to go earn back your constitutional right. We're assuming you're guilty from the get-go. That, that is a scary path to start moving down, but that's exactly, unfortunately, where the Democrats want to go. That is exactly right. That is 100% right and very well stated. And the last thing I want to ask you about is what, when is the last time in one of your committee hearings you have ever heard anybody mention the shootings in Chicago? You know, there were 29 people shot yeah. this weekend in Midland, Odessa. Seven, uh, I think it was five fatally, and I'm sorry, 27, five fatally and 22 injuries, mm-hmm. if my numbers are right. In Chicago, there were 41 people shot, seven fatally. The only difference is there were multiple shooters using multiple weapons in Chicago, as opposed yeah. to one shooter using one in Texas, and and Congressman, this is a weekly event. Every weekend in Chicago, yep. there are at least a couple dozen shootings and and a half dozen or so fatalities. And when when is last time in on, on the Hill has anybody said what are we going to do about those mass shootings? Right, and 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 remember those those kind of those numbers you talked about in, in the city of Chicago happen in a jurisdiction where they have the most restrictive gun laws you can imagine. So uh, again, bad guys are going to get around the law. They're going to go do illegal things to get their firearm, and they're going to go do evil things with the firearm. Uh, what we need is to make sure that uh, law-abiding citizens have a, have a means to protect themselves. The other thing that bothers me so much, Bob, is that the Judiciary Committee, the House Judiciary Committee, with its history of defending constitutional liberty, standing up for the rule of law, standing up for the Constitution, is the very committee that Mr. Nadler had, and they're looking to pass these, these, pieces of, these types of legislation. I think it will happen next week in the committee. That is what is so troubling as well, is this committee is, is supposed to safeguard the rights you and I enjoy, enjoy as law-abiding Americans, and they are, they're going to go after those fundamental liberties next week in a committee hearing where they mark up these four pieces of legislation. Well, we're looking very much forward to seeing uh, what those um, uh, what that markup looks like and what that legislation looks like. Congressman, I thank you so much for your time today, sir. You bet. Uh, very, very blessed to talk to you. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you. That's uh, Jim Jordan, Congressman Jim Jordan, Ohio's 4th Congressional District Representative, and again, the ranking member of the Oversight Committee. It's 932. Let's catch up on our clock now with the news on 1420 The Answer. Thirty-seven out of Bob France Authority continuing. Don't forget uh, Bill O'Reilly. That's right. The great Bill O'Reilly, who is now on Newsmax Television. You hear him doing special segments here on AM 1420, The Answer, as well. He is going to be uh, joining me live at 1010. He's got a new book out, too. You know how that goes. Uh, we're going to talk about that and uh, a host of other things going on in this country. He always has something to say about the gun battle in this country as well, and that's where I want to return our focus, where we just left off with uh, Peter Kurt or with uh, I'm sorry, Peter Kirsten now is on my mind because uh, I just got official uh, uh, corroboration of what I've been telling you about our event on November 21st at the Holiday and Rockside in Independence. It's the War for America Soul Tour. You can get your tickets at whkradio.com. Uh, I just I got official corroboration and confirmation that he is going to be joining us on that stage. So Hugh Hewitt. Uh, Dr. Sebastian Gorka, 
Peter Kersenow, and myself. We will all be available uh, for the dinner. If you want to get VIP dinner tickets and dine with us, you can sit at Peter's table. You can sit at my table. You can sit at Hugh or Dr. Gorka's table as well. And we look forward to you uh, uh, to greeting you on uh, November 21st at the War for America's Soul Tour. It is a huge event. I'm so glad to know that Peter is officially going to be a part of that. But uh, I meant to say the conversation I just had with Congressman Jim Jordan about um, the red flag laws. He is 100% correct about those. And I want to talk more uh, about what the left is planning and what they are trying to do, including forced buybacks of your guns, which essentially is a gun confiscation. Let me ask you a question. If you're a gun owner, did you buy it from the government? No? Then how can they buy it back from you? You bought it wherever you bought it. You bought it from a, from a retailer. You bought it from a private dealer. Whoever it is that you bought it from legally, the government has no right to, quote-unquote, buy it back from you. They didn't, you didn't buy it from them. That's a confiscation is what that is. And it's a confiscation under threat that if you don't give us your gun and allow us to take a couple of dollars off your taxes as a, quote-unquote, buyback, uh, then we're going to arrest you. It's confiscation, pure and simple. You see, buying and selling is a transaction that is agreeable between two parties. If I force you to give me something against your will and then say I'll throw you a couple of bucks it's, and you don't like it, that's not a buying and selling transaction. That's, that's confiscation. That's theft, essentially. At any rate, Beto O'Rourke, Robert Francis O'Rourke, the Irishman from El Paso who's trying to pretend that he's Hispanic for political purposes, Robert Francis O'Rourke has said, and he is one of the cesspool of candidates for president on the Democrat side, has said he will absolutely institute forced buyback of weapons in this country, starting with the quote-unquote assault weapons, which of course is a term without a definition, But don't dare bring that up to the left. That just means you're a member of the domestic terrorist organization, the NRA. That's what they call you if you uh, point out things that they don't know or if you point out out their intentional lies about quote-unquote assault weapons. It'll start there and work its way through every weapon. They're looking for total gun banishment. They're following in the footsteps of New Zealand. We saw that horrible, horrible uh, shooting in New Zealand, that mass shooting in Christchurch, uh, New Zealand. And what happened there? The Prime Minister of New Zealand immediately afterwards said, that's it, guns are banned. The liberals here looked over there and said, why can't we do that? That's how it's supposed to be done. We want our population to be totally unarmed, totally (laughs) unable or unable to defend themselves. That's what we want. So that's the goal, and that's why I bring you this story from Houston, Texas. And this is one you're going to want to hear, so pay attention. That's right. You know, Lachelle Hudgens had just gotten home. It was early this morning. She had her window partially rolled down like this when she said five men 
came to her car and tried to rob her. Now, she has a gun, but she never thought she would have to use it. Let me show you what happened. She uh, says the men actually roll, try to get in her car, try to open the door, try to roll down the window. We have some scene video of what it took place right afterwards. So when she had so many men surrounding her trying to get to her purse, she did the only thing that she thought she could do. She reached for her gun that she kept in her purse, uh, aimed it out the passenger side window, and fired. Here's what she says happened as she pulled the trigger. Honestly, I think I closed my eyes at that point. I just know my gun was in my hand. I was getting ready to shoot. And before I knew it, I opened my eyes. They were gone. I jumped out of the car. And I just kept screaming, like, <laughs> for somebody to help me. Yeah, uh, Hudgens called 911. Her car, as you're seeing, um, has a shattered window, but she is fine, just shaken up. As for the suspects, there were five men. One of them, we know, uh, suffered a gunshot wound, so he didn't get far. But so far, no charges because the investigation is still ongoing. All right, that's ABC 13 television in Houston, Texas, with the report there. Bottom line, a woman attacked by five, count them, one, two, three, four, five men who reached into her car, tried to open her door, get her window down further to get her purse, and Lord only knows what else. What else were their intentions? I don't know. And you want to know why we don't know what their other intentions were besides robbery? Because she shot them. She shot, fired two shots, one of them hit one of the robbers, and he took off. In fact, they all took off. Her name is Lachelle Hudgens. She had just parked her vehicle outside her home when these men accosted her. And before they could get her purse and or do anything else that really, again, nobody knows, she fires her weapon twice, hits one of them, screams, they run off, she is safe. One thing you did not hear her say in that report on ABC 13 was, quote, I saved my life, end quote. This is a black woman, by the way, and she is among the most vulnerable of people. She is a female. She was by herself, and she was accosted by five men. What other defense would she have had against, uh, against this attack? If guns were banned, if, if Beto O'Rourke, Robert Francis O'Rourke had uh, been president and ordered the uh, buyback slash confiscation of all these guns, what would have been the outcome of this story for her? Would her black life have mattered? Because anybody who wants to take, especially, and, and, and this is just a reality of the situation, as sad as it is to say, the reality is the vast majority of shootings in this country are black on black. And it's an extraordinarily disproportionate number. These things happen in a lot of black communities. The shooting victims are black. The shooters are also black, but the shooting victims are black. Should these victims, particularly single women, or at least women who are by themselves at the time they are accosted, be left with what? The, the, the little mace spray in the purse? Here comes somebody to attack me and to rob me, and I'll spray at my as hard as I can spray. Pull your little uh, your little uh, 
uh, alarm, your, 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 your little alert that, that women carry on their keychains. So it goes beep, 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 really high and piercing and screeching. Is that going to be enough? Is that the defense? Kind of thinking she did the very smartest thing that she could have done because the law allows her to protect herself. She used her handgun. This good woman, this good girl with a gun, stopped five dangerous, potentially seriously violent criminals. We know they're violent because of what they were doing. Again, we don't know how far they would have gone. We don't know what else. Would they have taken her? Would they have accosted her? Would they have, when they tried to open that door, would they have climbed in and shoved her aside and driven away with her? I don't know. And guess what? I'm glad I don't know. Aren't you glad we don't know what else was going to happen to this woman because she used her firearm and her Second Amendment rights to defend herself? This story, by the way, is current. It just happened yesterday. Monday night into Tuesday morning, it was 2.30 a.m. that she had just arrived back at her home. So obviously, under cover of darkness, these individuals accost her. Lord knows what would have happened to her. I don't know, and I'm glad I don't know. But this is what the left would do. The left would rather confiscate her gun and leave her literally defenseless. That's what they would do. That's why Meghan McCain, who on The View yesterday made it very clear to the rest of those cackling hens, these liberal shrews who are all calling for gun confiscation, all calling for an assault weapons ban, it's even though not one of them can define what assault weapon really means. But this is why Meghan McCain was so frustrated yesterday when she argued and said, I'm not giving up my guns. She hadn't even seen that story, probably the one from Houston I just told you about, But she knows about situations just like them. Women who are obviously at a very specific disadvantage when they are being threatened with physical violence from bigger, stronger men have very little recourse other than the Second Amendment that allows them a personal protection. And that's what Meghan McCain said. She got very, very frustrated with them. Listen to this exchange. Keep voting for Republicans. You're going to get nothing done. That's basically the bottom line. When it comes to assault weapons. Yes. By the way, how is that pig still allowed to be on television, Joy Behar, with the extraordinary, extraordinary number of, of fireable things that she has said about people, about individuals, the slander that she has committed? She honestly... How she is still allowed to be on The View. She is filthy. She has one of the most vile mouths that you have ever heard. And somehow she has put together this, this, you know, 10, I don't know how long The View has been on, 10, 15 year career on The View, and she is still there. But you heard her, and she's getting applauded for saying, if you keep voting for Republicans, you're not going to get anything done on assault weapons. Here's Megan McCain. It's by far the most popular gun in America, by far. So if you're talking about, again, I was just in the middle of nowhere, Wyoming. You're talking around going and taking people's guns away from them. There's going to be a lot of violence. But they lived without them for many years during the ban. I'm not living without guns. I mean, it's not all guns. What about living without the assault weapons that are killing our children? All right. But what about living without just that How about we limit it? How about we limit it? See, I'm going to... I'm going to have to interrupt this, even though she does a great job herself, before getting ultimately frustrated and realizing she's not allowed to have her say on this whole thing without being cut off by one of the other liberal shrews. But um, one of them just said to her, what about just living without the assault weapons that are killing our children? What are you talking about, you, you, you unimaginable fountain of misinformation? Seriously. First of all, 
our children are not being predominantly shot and killed by AR-15s. Number two, what exactly would you prefer people to defend themselves with if somebody is using an AR-15? You want to pull out your little pea shooter? What exactly, when there are five assailants, do you want somebody to do? What about when there are ten? Oh, Bob, don't be ridiculous. There's no stories like that. There's no ten people violently accosting, you know, uh, one person. Really? I've got a story from, what is this? This is just September now, so it's five months ago. It was in, uh, I believe it was in May. I believe it was in May. May or April. But um, literally, there are headline stories that you can still pull up. Ten assailants. Ten Arrested after a home invasion robbery, after they broke in, beat the family violently, and then tied them up before robbing them. Ten of them were arrested. What exactly, what kind of weapon do you think would be appropriate to defend yourself against ten home invaders? Hmm? Little revolver? Little six-shooter? Better be accurate, and even if you are, you still got four more. Don't tell me how many rounds I need. Don't tell me how much firepower I need to protect myself and my family. But that's what they want to do. They want you to think that if an AR-15 is sold, it's going to be used to murder people, rather than the reality is, which is that AR-15s, like every other handgun in America, are used far, far more often in defensive measures than they are in offensive measures to, to protect persons and property. That's why they're the most popular gun in the country. And a virtue signal that 20 minutes into the Haven't you live in a place where we can actually walk in a mall and not look around and be nervous that someone's going to pull out a shotgun? Because that's where I was. That's a particular gun. Well, I'm sorry, but none of you feel safe. Again, like, I feel safe that I can protect myself, and I have guns in my house. All right. Welcome back. (laughs) (laughs) She knew she wasn't allowed to be able to make her point. That's why Meghan McCain finally just took a sup of coffee and said, Welcome back. Okay, I'm done. I've got to the rest of these uh, idiots are going to shriek at me now. But she said very directly, I am not living without my guns. And why? Because Meghan McCain refuses to be a victim, as I would hope all women in this country feel. Because they are particularly the most vulnerable, like the woman in Houston, Texas, that I talked about. Because physically, they have no other way of defending themselves. All right, I went long. It's 9.53, right back after this on AM 1420, The Answer. Network through downtown, through greater Cleveland, on 102.5 FM. It's the Bob France Authority. All right, 957 now. We continue on AM 1420, The Answer. Megan McCain, by the way, you know, it's interesting. I gave you the um, analysis of her comments yesterday on The View uh, vis-a-vis, you know, her personal protection. She's not going to live without guns. Uh, this is, this is you know, exactly what she has to do. Um, the takeaway for, for the far left, which is, of course, personified by social media and Twitter, wasn't about that. She was trending yesterday and still is today, I believe, 
for the first part where she said, if you take away people's guns, there's going to be a lot of violence, which she said. They're using that to mean these Second Amendment radicals are going to commit acts of violence if you dare take away their guns. They, of course, are assuming the worst intention of her words. She doesn't mean that people are going to shoot people who try to take away their guns. She means that if you disarm the population, there's going to be more violence committed against innocent people who won't be able to defend themselves. How many times do we have to ask this very basic question? If you've got a would-be mass shooter, a nut job, who's out there looking to commit mass casualties, and he sees a business and figures, that's where I'm going, there's a lot of people in there, and then looks on the door, and the door says, gun-free zone, no firearms permitted on premises. And then he looks next door, there's a lot of people there too. And the sign on that door says, Second Amendment welcome. Concealed carry holders welcome. Which business is he going to choose? He's going to the gun-free zone. Because guess what? It's universal among shooters. They don't like being shot back at. They're cowards. They want sitting ducks. They want targets that don't fire back. They're not going into the place where concealed carry holders might be ready to fire back. That's the nature of firearms, uh, of, uh, of uh, would-be shooters, I should say. They go into places where firearms are banned because they don't like being shot at. They just like to shoot others. Megan McCain is right. You take away people's guns, there's going to be a lot of violence. Not committed by the would-be or the, uh, uh, the previous gun owners, but against them because they are now sitting ducks. But that's what they want to do. They want to paint and characterize every single American gun owner as being a potential threat to other people's lives rather than seeing them for what they are, considering the number of times guns are used for defensive purposes, not offensive purposes, and that is uh, personal protection for persons and property. All right, it's coming up on 10 o'clock. If you're on hold, I'm going to ask you to stay there. I have a short segment coming up, an interview, that will only be a 10-minute one. But I'm really looking forward to it, and I think you will be too. Bill O'Reilly. That's right. Bill O. is back. He is on the air, of course, on AM 1420, The Answer. You hear Bill O'Reilly's special segments. You also probably see him on television on Newsmax TV. He's also got a new book out, and he will join me live next right here on AM 1420. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.